Hello, Scotty. Hello, Mr. Fox. Are you having the best day of your life? Um, it's the best day of today. I bet the day's nearly over. <laughs> I guess it's been all downhill since <laughs> since the beginning of the day, and now it's just going over the cliff. There is a it, there is a, still time for it to go completely wrong, but um, it's been it's been okay so far. It's been a little bit bitty, you know. Mm. It's it's uh, not been one of those days where I've been massively focused on one issue and digging in. I've been clearing up lots of loose ends, dealing with a few little bugs, uh, dealing with some. Uh, sort of administration has got to be done. So, you know, nothing very exciting. You know, no, nothing that's going to majorly change the world, but equally quite good for putting ticks on the to-do list and makes you feel like you've you've made some progress. So I guess, yep, that's an okay day. An okay day. Well, better to put ticks on the to-do list than ticks on your body to give you Lyme disease. That's what I say. I think of the two, that is correct. Although it would depend on which to-do app you were using to whether one was more pleasurable than the other. <laughs> well, gosh, Scotty, um, last week, last Wednesday it was, that was Dub Dub Week. And I think when we were recording, that was the morning before the, the kind of remembrance of 20 years of James Dempsey. And just before I was coming on the show, I was looking through my extensive archive of photo and video. I, I take a lot of damn pictures and, and snark videos. And I have to admit, it's sometimes fun to have some of them. You know, a lot of them are, are trashy and I'm terrible about, about culling them in, in less, unless I'm forced to. But uh, there were some there are some gems in there. I may have to release one or two and put them in the show notes. So you can you can suffer my indulgence because it is fun that uh, there was a, a colleague of, of of mine that gave a presentation on using metal um, and it was great. And now I can say there's a song for that. <laughs> it used to be there's an app for that, but now there's a song for that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, and how did you, you take so many? How did you take so many photos when you were supposed to be playing the drums? Oh, no, these are all like behind the scenes things because that, that was part of what was being discussed. And <laughs> I did throw you under the bus. I think I, I think I, know I didn't tell you that because you, it didn't happen. I, I have some recording of it. I wanted to treat it. You know, I recorded my side of, of the Zoom conversations. The way it worked is basically James invited a bunch of people that have played with him over the years. And, and there have been a lot of breakpoint jams. Um, and then, then there kind of became the the slightly more professional era in the last four or five years, where he played with a band that 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 a core band that had played together more than a few times, um, with still the same cast of characters that show up on the stage. And I, I likened the whole thing to to Muppets Take Manhattan. It's always like that. Um, but uh, uh, I lost my point. I guess it was just. Uh, Oh, I see. You know, so so anyway, he was talking about how, you know, when it comes time for for doing these shows, because they're benefit concerts, there's tons of, of work that he has to do to to make things go. And so it, it kind of fell on us to, to self-organize. And I just came across some some fun rehearsal, which was in the kind of backstage area of the of the. The Mezzanine, which is this really cool club in, in San Francisco in Mint Plaza, and it's 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 some of the usual suspects, you know, Uli and 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 TJ and and a bunch of other people, Kevin Epps, uh, uh, Cups rather, uh, you know, uh, rehearsing the Leaky song, and 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 the, I mean it's a fun and pleasant song, and the reality is is that some of these rehearsals you can actually you know people can hear each other. It's 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 a better recording of capturing the actual essence of the song. 
and it's just funny to 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 see these lyrics about me- you know manual memory management or the history of memory management. It's like it's hard to get more nerdy, but it is nice to have this little time capsule of, of things. I wonder if you'll ever get to play Dub Dub again. Well, you know, I've 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 already started the rumor that you know, just like Frampton Comes Alive was the the gold selling, platinum selling, double live album that launched you know Peter Frampton's career um, with his long hair and 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 you know f- f- bare chested cover, and he became a kind of a teen sensation. Um, I think there's there's a chance for live from Apple Park or at least live from from Infinite Loop or something. I, I, I you know. I, I throw it out there as 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 a nonsense wish, but I don't think it's impossible. And there was something, and you know, there was that's funny you mentioned that because I did watch the the talk show with Gruber and Federighi and 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 whomever I can't remember this hardware dude Greg something or other. Um, and uh, they they said it's like yeah we're looking forward to getting together in person next year. So that made me think of our conversation last week. Amy Lionheart, the dog is losing her her feces for some reason. <laughs> But um, maybe she'll. Oh, I, she'll I haven't like caught up with the talk show yet, so I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they 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 are suggesting it. Well, but I think they said that last year as well, didn't they? But oh, uh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it will net out that they'll probably have you know distributed listening parties and stuff like that because I, I think they do realize that, and and it would also seem weird because there is that kind of ongoing controversy, so to speak, at at work. You know, Apple spent a ton of money building the spaceship. And now a lot of tech workers have gotten used and used to remote work or homework, and and as companies are starting to bring them back, understandably so, because in in truly creative professions, there's something about being you know being in a room physically with other people where energies you know energy sparks new ideas and and software and and hardware are fully creative professions, just like music and theater, and so I get why a company like Apple wants that, um, and. You know, it's it's, and so there, you know, there, there, there's, there's, there, there was a letter that was written by a bunch of people saying, "Hey, you know, we just came out of out of you know this this quarantine era, this pandemic era, and we had to work at home, and we scrambled, and we absolutely knocked things out of the park. We released major, uh, you know, OS improvements and, and new hardware, and so on and so forth." And so you can't tell us, you know, you can't just blanketly say it's like, okay, no kidding, you know, nothing's changed back to the the old normal. So it is a fascinating topic. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be interesting how much of it is down to, you know, I guess if you built a billion dollar building or whatever it was, you need to make sure that you get some value from it. So how much of it is because you got a billion dollar building? How much of it is because you genuinely can't work on certain things certain ways and there'll be a lot of politics um you know company politics about this i'm sure in many places not just in apple um yeah so it'll be interesting to see how it um how it sort of works out and goes forward from there so yeah be uh we will see we will see i guess by this time next year we should know i i think we should we should have a new normal by this time next year yep it will do be a hybrid hybrid normal. Well, Scotty, can I talk about some software engineering? Ah, do we really want to break the habit of a lifetime? Scotty, you're so mean. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Let's talk about some software engineering. Well, so um, I, you know, in the never-ending quest to improve, you know, the, how the app works for uh, for low vision users, um, 
I worked on something to to make you know dynamically sized cells in 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 our in our grid, which we call the Lolomo, the list of list of movies, um, and that was you know originally with the idea of being able to you know we'd already shipped the thing where we we you know would enlarge the size of the headers, which are like the row titles, like continue watching for John or you know because you watched show X. Um, and having that respond to dynamic type makes a big difference, but then it looked a little bit weird in that we didn't increase the size of the the cells, the box art cells. Um, and uh, now I've made changes with a colleague so that actually does do that, and that will start shipping real soon now. Um, but part of the reason why I wanted to do it is because, you know, one of the first things I learned about people with, with low vision is that it, it becomes very difficult to to read the type on on the box art, you know, the little... what. What used to be like DVD covers, the 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 artwork, the thumbnails that that show what a title is, and part of the reason for that is because the typography is completely different from one item to the next, and so we we just you know we punted on it because you know changing the design of the grid cells does make a big difference because we do a lot of optimization to make sure we only you know download just as much image data as we need and not more and 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 scale it properly to each size, um, but we found some ways to be able to take advantage of the data that we already had. And actually enlarge the cells for 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 when the preferred content size gets to the larger you know the larger uh, accessibility sizes, but keeping in mind you know that that because of the different designs it's still not might not be legible. I wanted to to go a little bit further, and so we're trying something. We'll see how it works out. But uh, if you long press on the cell, it will blur the background and show the the same fallback text that we have while the image is loading uh, loading. So if you're on slow loading networks, if you're ever there, if you're in downtown San Francisco and using the Netflix app and you you scroll quickly, you might see the the title, um, which is the placeholder while the image is, is loading. So we use that same label that we have. We just increase the size of it um, and use that to be able to have in a consistent typeface the title of something. Um, and it really works well. But the challenge is, is that, you know, it's not necessarily discoverable uh, to know that long press on on you know, a, a, an image will show that. But here's a case where I think that we're going to tell people about it, and hopefully that can make something that becomes a bit of an industry standard because there is a, a, a how do you say, a, a convention for that, uh, is that if you're using the largest accessibility sizes on the tab bar below, they don't typically, they can't really increase the size of, of the tab bar items. And sometimes, you know, tab bars don't have labels at all. And so if you're wondering what that icon means or you can't, you know, look at it, there is this thing where you can add a long press gesture and it will basically, with a, a blurred background, put it in the center, it will enlarge the icon and show you the text. Um, so there is that convention for it, but not for these inline images. But I'm, I am hell-bent. I'm, I'm putting the stake in the ground here that, that if we, you know, make the example and tell people about it, maybe that will be adapted because that is a common problem with, with, with images. You know, if you use voiceover, Apple does this really good thing where they use, you know, machine vision to be able to interpret what's in the photo and they'll tell you. And, and lots of people who have low vision will use voiceover maybe they, and sometimes they'll do it for that part. But, you know, there is a range of low vision, so there's plenty of cases where, you know, having the general look of what it is, even if it's blurry, gives you an idea to distinguish orange is the new black from something else. But having the precise title, especially with the with the, the current season or where you left off and continue watching, I think is very helpful. So I'm I'm proud of this shit. Sorry, um, proud of this work, um, and happy to be getting it out soon. There, I've talked about software, and and it was excellent as always. It's what I'm pleased about our conversations that we have each week. 
um or it is you know i would say nine times out of ten or maybe eight times out of ten you know because of the nature of your work uh there is accessibility involved in in mm-hmm. partly what you're saying and i would say when we started having these conversations which are probably going to be three years ago now maybe maybe a little mm-hmm. longer but you know uh yeah, they they became almost a regular part of the show. Was talking about some accessibility thing that you'd been working on in some part of it. I, I think you know the the conversation was going to be you know was pretty niche. It was like oh well, here's accessibility, here's accessibility. Whereas it it does feel, and maybe I'm interpreting this wrong because this is only anecdotal and I have no hard data for this, but it does feel like you know. How does this thing that we've always done or this sort of uh, way of transitioning or this type of, um, you know, movement to your gesture or whatever it is, uh, you know, the things you're talking about now and how does that work with accessibility or with voiceover or with, um, you know, any of the other accessibility features within within iOS? It's it's almost like now it's a normal, it feels like it's a normal part of the design stroke implementation stroke bug fixing process which is quite encouraging it is it's or, or have i just been yeah. loaded by the fact that it's become that for you and therefore i know no, no, i see no. it as the norm and the rest of the world is not working no, no. that way no no i mean not at all i mean if, if you if you just look at the sheer content and and what's promoted at at, at apple and even google's conferences and, and everywhere else accessibility is is rightly being given a, 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 a first-class treatment. And part of the reason is, and this was like the, the follow-on to what I was saying, is that, you know, a lot of people say, well, why why put all that effort? Because you're only going to service kind of, you know, single-digit percentages of, of, of your user base. And, and you know, at, at, at scale, single-digits percentage things are, are a lot of people. Um, but besides that, you know, in this particular case, you know, we I joined the team you know, nearly six years ago. And at that time we were doing the transition. It was a rewrite of the app from the ground up from being a hybrid web app to a native Objective-C app. And now it's a hybrid Swift Objective-C app. So all new code has been written in Swift for some time and, and we transition out the old stuff as, as needed. Um, but a lot of the things that, you know, the, what you would do to ensure performance five years ago or the techniques that you were doing, you know, there's a lot of code that was setting frames. And 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 partly because if you have these composite cells where you have, you know, a background image, a gradient blend, some type, you know, some little icons, tap handlers for different areas of it, you know, a fairly complicated layout, every millisecond counts. And if you're trying to get to one frame in 16.7 milliseconds, you have no choice sometimes but to, to say, I, I can't do I can't do auto layout. It, 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 it will cause hitching because it will add three seconds more, three milliseconds more on, on, on a lower end device. So there was a lot of code that, that used uh, some, some metrics that we would have in, in, a, in a single file saying this is the height, this is the width of these different sizes that we use for different devices. And um, it, it was a little bit tricky to, to make things work because it, 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 it's simple math, <laughs> maths, but you have to make sure that you apply it in the right places and you can rethink how you do things. And even if you have to use some magic numbers, if the magic numbers are, are used and defined so they're all changed in one place and you are very explicit in saying, well, here we're, we're going to use this ratio to determine what this thing is going to be and then we will scale it because we know at this point we have the preferred content size being accessibility. Um, but the work 
that's done to do it. Basically, you know, it, it, it's maintenance of, of older code or, or rewrite of some things is necessary. Sometimes, you know, auto layout itself, you know, you can talk about it for, for years, um, but it's gotten a lot faster. And, and by, basically by the time auto layout has gotten so fast and, and people are very comfortable with it, along comes Swift UI. And when Swift UI is, is, is available, then a lot of these things will go away. But in this transition phase, you, you, if, if you want to maintain your code base, you have to modernize it. And then you get a secondary benefit that, that, you know, there are, there are larger sizes that are available and having a fixed size or two fixed sizes of cells may not be enough. And so if you have the ch- if you go through and go take the trouble to make it so that you can dynamically size them, then you can solve it not just for the, the low vision accessibility case, but you can maybe make it look better on a larger iPad, you know, or eventually maybe even consider giving some options to end users to say, Hey, I, you know, I happen to like looking at, I'd rather see more detail in my in my images and less density, but whatever. So it's you, you have to you have to be very pragmatic about it. But absolutely, it's the case that people realize that inclusive design is 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 it's the only way to go. It's like you know, w- would you do something else? Would you say no? I'm going to do it only for for this segment of my user base, but not that. And I don't want everybody to feel welcome. Nobody nobody thinks that way anyway anymore. Hopefully, no. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Which is good, which is good. Yep. So, Scotty, tell me about uh, tell me tell me more about your. You told me about your day. I want to know more about your week, honey. Well, my my week is as I said. One of the reasons I'm doing lots of cleaning up and a bit of admin and um, uh, uh, sort of just wrapping up a few little bugs is that I'm uh, I'm just about to uh, take a month out of client work and just focus on Moneywell. So, uh, wow. so I'll be wrapping up. Uh, um, I've made an, an agreement with a quite a long-standing client that we're in a pretty good place where um, we can put, you know, just put things down for at least a month and let me get on with some stuff and just see how it goes. And yeah, uh, with the expectation we'll review when at the end of what that means and maybe you know we'll go back to how we are now and maybe we'll realize that we don't need to or whatever but anyway the, so the the nice thing is that um as of uh, the end of this week i am going to get a solid month of my time uh, on moneywell doing the bits i do um and and that's good for us as a, as a company because we've we had a few uh um i think i've shared this before how we we sort of expected one client contract to come to an end at a certain point towards the end of last year and so we took on another client contract, and then the original one didn't. So we've actually had too much client work <laughs> for for a while, which means the amount of time we put in money well has not been what we've been planning for 2021. Um, so really now I'm also in the process of trying to sort of, you know that when you've been working on things with evenings and weekends, you suddenly think if you've got a month of full time that you're basically going to probably write four versions of the app and release it three times. You get a little bit over optimistic maybe on what you what you can do. So um, I'm also in the position of trying to uh, put things working on money well recently or the last month has been about picking up stuff that I can realistically finish with the like few hours I have or the you know the day I might have so now I'm also trying to find out you know what is going to give us the most wins but realistically you know there's there's a couple of enormous things and I could get off into those and get into the weeds and in one month's time not finished it and even though that would have made good progress because that work still has to be done 
I think it would feel unsuccessful. And I think it's important to come out of this period feeling successful uh, to in order to maintain morale and momentum and, and, and the rest of it. So trying to divide, define and design the work to do at this point in time is, is, is what I'm up to. So hopefully over the next few weeks as, as we talk, I can be talking far more about, because obviously I can't really talk about details of what I do in client work. It's not necessarily uh, appropriate. Um, uh, because equally I'm, I'm not an employee, so I don't necessarily have certain permissions within the culture and everything. So yes. So yeah, it's my week is my week is a week of preparation and anticipation. Anticipation. You're paying for your anticipation. Yes, there we are. So, um, yeah. And I think I, my, my biggest fear is we're going to hit next Monday and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get totally distracted. <laughs> it's the first week doing something totally wrong. But there mm. we are. And Scotty, 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 there's one more thing that I forgot um, about about uh, XCUI tests. Can I say something about that? XCUI tests. We haven't spoken about testing for quite a while. In fact, I don't think we've spoken about testing for almost a year. I think I remember our last test testing conversation we had. And... Um, Wow. I believe I was still in our in my office at the time, so that was March last year. So unless I'm totally wrong, of course, and I've just all our other testing conversations have been totally forgettable. So John, tell me about XCUI testing. Well, so uh, you know, at, at first I kind of said I understood that it's nice and and that better engineers than I use it, but I I've just like I am such a fan of it now in this particular case because we're very fortunate that we have a really good uh, testing infrastructure for making screenshots because you know you can have a pool of hardware and so I you if you say I want to see what this feature looks like you know in arabic on an ipad pro or in russian on a you know iphone 5 uh, we can do that, and that's critically important if you want to be able to see does your layout, does your feature work across all the different devices and languages that we need to support. Um, and, you know, once you have a critical mass of examples, then it's pretty easy to adapt them one for the other. Um, so when I started doing this work with dynamic type in particular, there was just no way you could manually test all the different permutations. And a lot of times you have to decide, you know, uh, you can you can ask for scale, the, the value, the scaled value for something that's saying, OK, well, what's the ratio I should multiply my my base cell size in order to, to you know, to enlarge it. But sometimes as, as a practical matter, you have to set some limits. And it's easier to find out those limits if you can press a button and see what it looks like on a bunch of different devices. Um, but in this particular case, since it, 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 I was adding something that requires a long press gesture, um, what I found is that, I, maybe I'm stupid, but on the simulator, on my trackpad, you know, it's supposed to respect the, the, the pressure or even just, you know, respect the time when I go to long press on it. It just doesn't seem to work. I don't know why. So a lot of this testing has to be on device, and that, that made me very upset. Um, so I said, well, that's no problem. I need to have this test anyway. But I had to talk with one of our engineers, like, how do you stimulate a long press? Because I, I want to make a long press, and then I want to capture the screen for it. Um, and and he says, I don't know, I've never done it before, but you can just, you know, the XUI element has this, you know, uh, tap for duration or something. Press, for, I, I can't remember the thing. I'm not looking at the code, but you can basically, you can simulate a tap that lasts for a long time. And what is a long press gesture recognizer other than something that, you know, you, you sit and wait. But 
in my little stupid experimentation, what I wanted to do is simulate a long press gesture and then grab a screenshot from that. Um, and so I, I just I did it twice. I did it the wrong way first before I did it the right way. But that's what the magic of, of dispatch is, um, where you dispatch after delay. So you can you can start a, a dispatch to be able to capture the screen after, you know, whatever, three quarters of a second delay, and then write it in that code after that, then you do that long tap for a second or two second, whatever, and it all works out for timing. Um, the opposite way didn't work. I don't know why, but uh, it did. But anyway, it was now possible for me to simulate what it would look like for on, on you know, all the different device variants that we support to go to, to a specific type of cell tap long tap on the first one and see the fallback label and see it in context with the other ones and to be able to automate that is just glorious i have to say and this is like one of those things where you know i'm very lucky because we have all that infrastructure but sometime six months from now or a year from now that's the type of thing that that any indie will be able to have and and um with with xcode cloud yeah i i've not really looked at the sort of ui testing side of xcode cloud and i haven't really caught up with much of the the dub dub videos on it is ui testing part of xcode cloud uh that i don't know i mean i have to imagine that it would be because yeah it would be insane not to because part of their whole thing that they're saying is that if you want to run your tests on different devices they're going to maintain a device laboratory like everyone else so well, uh, it, you know the the ability to make screenshots is something that's 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 that you can do in xcode i mean we have our thing um but that that that's really just about what we do with the image after we've captured it and when you run a graphical test uh, it's a little bit hard to see. It's not not obvious, but in the the build product, the output of your test run, if there are artifacts for it, whether it's log files or screenshots, they all get put in one place, and you can see them. So, you know, I I, I don't think Apple has said anything publicly that that level of detail. What isn't isn't available, but it it would seem. How could they possibly go to the trouble of doing that? Of, of you know, configuring a, a, a massive hardware lab in the crowd and not give you the opportunity to do this type of thing. That's part of the whole thing, I think, the part of the whole idea. That is true. That is true. Well, let's uh, let's let's see. Ah, oh, yes. So, uh, I mean, we're talking of uh, of Dub Dub. Have you had a chance now to go through more of the the content? And um, yeah, I have to say, last year. I I found the fact that the week was all done on video and released each day. I I watched loads of videos, and this year I really. Someone asked me how was your dub dub, and I had to describe it. It's actually slightly a non-event in the end. Um, I didn't really watch anything. There is a bunch of stuff I have on my list to watch, but I think um, again because you know the major things because I can't use Xcode Cloud yet because I'm not on the beta. Um, I thought the documentation stuff is very good, but it's good if you're a framework developer, so I'm not developing a framework. And the other features that came out are not, you know, when I'm doing a big rewrite of um, uh, uh, Moneywell, or big update of Moneywell, they're not necessarily relevant to me right now. And I think, unfortunately, the sync, the async features are only for iOS 15 and macOS 12. So it's sort of, didn't feel an urgency and that's not saying it was a good it wasn't good good content i think you know it was very good con um stuff for dubbed up and the videos i've watched were very high production value again but it was just nothing there that made me say yeah i need to sit down and do this this summer right now 
Uh, yeah, I have to say the same. You know, the 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 design presentations were really good. The the it's much easier to play with things. Um, and so yeah, you know, I, I talked about it last week. I think you know, group activities and and you know, uh, all, all that stuff is really good. Um, and you know, <laughs> we'll we'll get it deployed real soon now. It's like you know, this, this is for for all you indies out there. File a new project and get these new apps that use the latest technology because established apps can't, at least as easily. Totally agree. Well, John, it looks like we're coming to roughly the end of our, our time. Um, so, what is it? Uh, yeah, I'm sure people want to get hold of you again and just pour out love at you because you know they they do. They just they just seem to love you for some reason. I don't understand it at all, but there we are. <laughs> so, just, where because I'm continue? a lovable feather. I'm a lovable, a lovable what? <laughs> a, a lovable fella. A fella. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, I see. That's um, not what I thought you said. I thought you said I'm a lovable feather, and I thought, what what the hell is one of those? No, no, no. no. Well, I'm I'm a lovely feather as well. I just go floating through the universe happily. Um, so anyway, but if people want to to follow me as I feather along through life, you can see me on Twitter, which is nothing like if nothing if not the you know uh, the the kind place where feathers float along unencumbered. So if you want to find me, you'll find me on Twitter as Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, um, if people want to. Cover you in tar and feathers. <laughs> Where may they do that? Well, they only need to send the tar because my house was covered in feathers this morning when I got up because the uh, one of our cats had dragged not one but two birds through the cat flap um, to, to sort of... wait. Shit! Isn't this, isn't isn't this the chicken that's supposed to feed your family while you're waiting for money well to ship and you let you let your dinner get eaten? Oh no. I've trained the cat to go hunt for us, so there were there were uh, two beds uh, two beds, <laughs> two birds. Not two beds, but two birds uh, in my dining room this morning waiting for me and the feathers were all over the kitchen and the dining room and <laughs> the outside door. So I have plenty of feathers, so please send tar to me via Twitter where I am Mac Dimnet. <laughs> And you can um, give me boiling instructions for how to uh, how to do this to myself. Uh, well, Scott, I do have to I, I do have to call picture if it or it didn't happen on this one. Well, I I I did Hoover it all up. Um, I could go fish the dead birds out of the trash can if you wish, but um, no, no, that's fine. And, right, and, fine. and mail but them to bring us home. Yes, uh, bring us home. Well, I am home, so there we are. We're done. Oh, that's not what you meant. I see what you're saying. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, uh, I don't know. do I sound really unenthusiastic this week? I feel like I sound like I'm really unenthusiastic. It's not true. I am enthusiastic. I think I just we sound need, like let, I'm let, not. No, let's try it again with some enthusiasm, motherfucker. Come on, go ahead. Well, folks, thanks for listening. It has been a great time. In fact, it's been more than great. It has been awesome spending time in your company. <laughs> and I do thank you for for listening. And you know what? Until next time. You take good fucking care. Thank you. <laughs> there we are. Now I'm exhausted and need to go lie down. <laughs> 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 <laughs>